0: 20 minutes a day 365 days a year
1: this is the pack a day podcast all right welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm josh circle with trevor Josser and steve perhat guys good to talk
0: what's going on man it's uh it's a wednesday morning you know when everybody's listening to this and we have to talk about it. it's kind of I feel like this is rare for us, but I'm,
1: right, I'm ready
2: to go. I was going to say, is this our most uh, exciting Wednesday morning show we've done so far?
1: It's got to be. Well,
2: In we terms have, of news, I, I don't know.
1: We've got a lot going on. This whole Jermaine Whitehead thing, we'll get into that later. Let's start with some good news, though. Ted Thompson, the 162nd inductee into the Packers' Hoff, the Hall of Fame. Go Pack Go! Congratulations, Ted. Guys, this is well-deserved. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, you
0: would think, right? You'd think this would be a really exciting thing. So Ted Thompson, 49th Hall of Fame inductee, uh, May 4th, 2019. There will be a banquet in his honor. And, yes, of course, this is an amazing thing. Um, he did so much, so many good things for the Packers organization. But if you go on Twitter, man, I am – baffled by the people who say he suck and he was lucky and he fell into one super bowl win and all of these things like he was just he during his tenure he was applauded for the smart sophisticated moves and his roster building ability and man you know for as much as he didn't go out and sign free agents when some of us wanted him to he still built a competitive team for 10 straight years so for me this is well-deserved um, you know, Trav, I don't know about you, but for me, I think this is just a slam dunk. Of course, it should be done,
2: yeah. And the way us fans are nowadays, um, something someone's always unhappy about something, and it you could do a hundred good things, but the one bad thing you do, you're going to get criticized for, and that's all people are going to remember you for. So, um, we were kind of bouncing this around pre show, and I think you mentioned that he, I mean, he did tail off a little bit at the end of his tenure, and I think that maybe what puts a sour taste in people's mouth and that's what they are most recently remembering of. But I, I agree wholeheartedly that this is well-deserved. And this is a cool thing that should be celebrated instead of, Oh, he sucks. Or why is he, why is this happening? He doesn't deserve this. I mean, he did bring the Packers to it. He kept them competitive for years. Um, and I don't remember what was it last year, the first time they missed the playoff and how many years, like that's something to be applauded. That's something that uh, as Packer fans, we are all spoiled. Um, cause we, all we know is success and getting to the playoffs. So congratulations to Ted Thompson. I think it's well-deserved as well.
1: Yeah. General manager from 2005 to 2017. And when you look at the 2011 CBA and how that kind of shifted the game, uh, not just for the rookies and the guys coming in, but like basically like knocked out the middle class and put, uh, free agency in a, in a. Different sort of stratosphere in the sense that, like, you are overspending to get quality guys in the door more like you were with the NBA and baseball. Football wasn't like that before 2011, and now I feel like it is, and that's when it happens. So he was successful on the front end of that, drafted Aaron Rodgers let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers kind of fell into his lap, and I don't think we'll ever really understand why that happened. But drafted Aaron Rodgers, won a championship with Aaron Rodgers, did not flounder right away. I mean, he struggled with the the new economics of it, but I don't think he was terrible by any stretch. And, uh, you know, I think if you're a GM and you win your team a championship, your team at some point should say, hey, thanks for that championship. Mucho appreciato." So I don't think the this is the very least that they could do for him.
0: Uh, I think one of the biggest things that always really annoys me is that whole argument of, well, Aaron Rodgers fell into his lap. I get that. He still had to pull the trigger. He had Brett Favre. He could have brought in an offensive playmaker for Brett Favre, but he had the wherewithal to be like, you know what? We can make this kid really good and we can let him sit and observe. And he pulled the trigger and he made that choice. So as much as people want to say, Oh, it fell, it fell to him. Of course it did. He had to be there to make the pick, but he still made that pick. So for me, it's it's one of those arguments of oh, you know, oh he he was lucky that he was there, or the Super Bowl fell in his lap as well. No, he made smart decisions. He knew what he was doing, and again, he may have tailed off a little at the end, but he's a smart man and he did well for the Packers.
2: Yeah, I'm not buying that whole Aaron Rodgers fell into his lap thing. He's got other GMs and teams passing up this guy, and like you said, he could have. Maybe played it safe and got some more offensive talent around Brett Favre. but he took a chance and um, it led him to a Super Bowl. And for me, as a fan of of different teams at different sports, that's that's what you want as a fan. And no matter how many much criticism he gets, he did bring that championship to Green Bay. So
1: let me uh, change gears from somebody that was uh, really smart in Ted Thompson to somebody not so smart, Jermaine Whitehead. <laughs> who, to be fair, Bob McGinn called him possibly their smartest player on defense. This is a tweet from at Bob McGinn. Uh, The Packers have released safety dime linebacker Jermaine Whitehead, possibly their smartest player on defense. He made a boneheaded mistake Sunday night in New England by punching center David Andrews. Uh, Let's stop there for a second. Trev, you watched the game. Was it a punch? Was it a slap? And did in your mind did that merit an ejection
2: uh it was like an open-handed slap is what i saw and my first reaction before i hop on twitter like i do during every game is (laughs) that what what why is he being ejected first of all what was that why was he slapping him or there was no need for it obviously but to be ejected for that i thought that was pretty pretty soft call even joe buck said i I'm paraphrasing, but he said, oh, look, the Packers are on a receiving end of another soft call that that hurts them defensively. And um, a lot of other fans agreed that uh, that was and there's probably some bias involved, but agreed that that was not cause for ejection. So um, I'm a little I'm a little surprised at the Packers move to cut him if their sole reason was because of the lack of discipline. Uh, So to speak on defense, but um, from my eyes, in a non-biased opinion, I don't think that merited an ejection. Although it was, there was some malice behind it, I guess. But it was an open-handed slap.
0: Steve, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I you know I know we're supposed to keep this as PG as possible on this podcast, and that's what we normally do. But Jermaine Whitehead bitch slapped. (laughs) A, That's the a perfect Patriot. word for it. That's what he did. It yeah. wasn't an open hand. He shouldn't have been ejected. But what happened next was even better because Goody came out and bitch slapped Jermaine Whitehead and said, no, I am not taking this on my team. This is not the type of team where you're going to be. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to do what you say you're going to do and not make stupid penalties. So I really, I know it's kind of everybody's saying, well, they don't have the depth anymore at safety. They don't have this. They don't have that. I like the move. I think he is trying to establish something that has disappeared from this Packer team of discipline and respect and things that are supposed to happen in a football field. And for me, it's a a move. I applaud. It's not going to be the most popular thing in the world, but I don't know, Josh, what do you think?
1: Well, I'm with you. Usually it's the general manager telling uh, his underlings that, no, you got to stick with this guy. He's a talent. We got so much invested in him and, And that more often than not in in this kind of environment is where the, the discipline and the accountability tends to deteriorate. Uh, But I'm with you. I love it. And we've raved about the the secondary before and there, they have enough depth that I think they can, they could take a hit like this. I'm with Trev and thinking like that does not really merit an ejection, but uh, rules is rules. We saw Clay Matthews adjust to the rules earlier in the season. Jermaine Whitehead, uh, apparently did not have any interest in doing so. And now he is going to perhaps do that with another team. So I I'm on board with it. And, uh, again, you know, as you said, Steve, a nice change of pace, uh, seeing accountability from the front office.
2: So is this the standard then that we're going to see from the Packers? Now, if, if any player goes out there and minimally quote unquote, bitch slaps another player that he's going to be cut the next day, um, I, I don't know if that means they agreed with the call that he was ejected and and stuff like that. I don't know, but I don't I don't whatever happened to just suspending a player. Why do what is what good does it do cutting him?
0: Well, everything that I've read um, you know, when he was in when he was minimally in and you know, a fill-in player. I think actually there was a it was Andy who had tweeted this out that when he was a fill-in, a role player, he was doing very well. He he, you know, he limited snaps doing well when he had some time in there but when he was getting more starter minutes when he was becoming a full-time player he was getting exposed on things that you weren't seeing as that role player a lot a lot kind of like chiral factwell if you see he's a good situational pass rusher maybe is the best you're going to see but when you stick him in full-time at outside linebacker that's not going to quite work so i think they had probably seen enough of Jermaine Whitehead and with this move that he pulled maybe that was just kind of the the icing on the cake for them and that gave them enough reason to just pull the trigger
1: and how much of this Steve do you think is maybe like a September call up you know they've seen Whitehead uh, maybe they've already made a decision that he's not in the plans for 2019 and they want to get a look at Redmond here do you think that's likely
0: yeah I mean at this point you're 3-4-1, and one. I and you've got a pass rusher that's out on the free agent market and they, they haven't gone out and gotten him yet. Um, to me, it's showcasing that they're kind of just comfortable and they're going to see what happens. They're not going to make these moves um, to bolster a lineup um, to go after a Super Bowl because maybe they realize right now that's not in the cards. They need to see what things that they have available for them – Going into next year, they've got, two, they've got two ones, they've got a two, they've got a three, they've got two fours. They have, I believe, $45 million in cap room. Um, and they want to see if some of these kids are players. I mean, they're going to maybe, maybe see – it's finally time to see if Josh Jones can deliver on his potential. And if not, then, you know, you're looking at safety high in the draft or a free agent. So, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely believe that they, they want to see what they've got because they realized that he wasn't part of the future.
1: This is from, and I wanted to kick this around while we still have a few minutes left. This is from Ross Uglum at Ross Uglum. So no one cares. Uh, Ross, you're wrong. We do care. So no one cares, but here's my top five for the next Packers coach. If McCarthy doesn't make it out of the season, number one, Lincoln Riley, number two, John DeFilippo, uh, number three, Matt LaFleur Four, John Harbaugh. And then five, Matt Patton or Mike Patton, excuse me. Uh, Pittsburgh's off, excuse me. I can't read Pittsburgh's offensive coordinator is also getting a lot out of the Steelers offense with no Le'Veon and Ben not playing well. So there's a couple of coherent thoughts in there. Even if I stumble over it, Uh, I think we all agree. Nobody's going to fire McCarthy until the end of the year. But what do you think of the list, Steve? Do you like the list? and, And does it make sense to you on some level?
0: You know, it does make sense. I don't know if I'd go Mike Patton for me. I think they wouldn't go internal. They'd have to, they'd really want to do something. You have to find somebody who's going to be working. Like you're going to go after an offensive mind. You're going to want somebody that's going to work with Rogers. Um, a la McCarthy coming in and quote unquote, fixing far of making him use the fundamentals again. And, you know, calling him on his crap and not letting him get away with the things he was getting away with at the end of his seat, his career. Um, So I think it's a really good list. Um, I'd be intrigued. I mean, Lincoln Riley is one of the hottest names in the coaching circles right now. I'll be interested to see if he would leave Oklahoma right away for the NFL. But I mean, if you're presented with what I just said, you know, all those draft picks, 45 million in cap space, Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. I mean, that's, that's going to be an ideal situation for somebody to jump into. And I think, you know, a promising more up and coming defense, it's a, it's a situation that people want to be in. And yeah, I mean, with Ross put out a really good list, I'm, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit more head coach experience, you know, some like a retread type of thing, as opposed to a young up and coming college coach. But, Who knows? I mean, Goody's doing things differently, and that's kind of what we've always wanted here. And if Mike McCarthy's out, and I agree, McCarthy will be out at the end of the year. They are not firing him in season. That is not what the Packers will do. Um, But yeah, I I mean, it's a great list. I I love Ross, and he's a great follow on Twitter and puts out great stuff. So I like the list. I, I would say a little more head coach experience dependent for my list.
2: Yeah, you took the words right out of my, my mouth, Steve. One, um, Lincoln Riley uh, jumped out at me at, at first read by Josh. And I was immediately I was thinking someone who's offensive-minded and, and can get the weapons or use the weapons given around Aaron Rodgers to really kind of make that final Super Bowl push while they still have him in his latter half of his career. Um, and maybe it's just because he's been gifted at Oklahoma with, Baker Mayfield and now uh, Kyler Murray and it's the big 12 they don't play defense there but um, that was probably someone and I'm a big college fan anyway so that was kind of someone from that list that jumped out at me but um, yeah we've we've talked about this before McCarthy will not be fired no matter how many people call for it in season and I think it's pretty close to 100% that he's gone if they don't make the playoffs am I right you guys agree with that that he He's yes. he won't come back if they won't make the playoffs. Or even I don't know. He might be gone if they make it and they don't win a game. I don't um,
0: I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers for sixteen games and you don't make the playoffs, I think I think he's officially done that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, me too. And I, I like the list also. Riley's gonna be his name's gonna get kicked around forever. And I don't yeah. think he's gonna leave Oklahoma. John DeFlippa, though, that's gonna be he's going to be like Mike McCoy was like four or five years ago. And I don't mean in terms of the results, but I mean in him being sought after, I think he's going to interview for every job there is. Uh, and I don't know much about John Harbaugh's situation. I was surprised to see him on the list, but I liked it. Ross mentioned uh, Randy Kitchen. Uh,
0: Harbaugh hasn't made, they haven't made the playoffs in the last three years. So do you think uh, he's gone? I mean, if they don't make it again, I wouldn't shock me if it was another McCarthy type of thing of, well, it's it's just a good change for everybody to kind of get some time. You know, we'll move on. You move on to a new situation. Um, you know, I mean, that's yeah. why Mike McCarthy is being mentioned for the Browns job already. I mean, he's one of listed as one of the favorites because if they do move on, it, he'll last like a week on the open market before he gets another job.
1: No, and well, then uh,
0: I can totally see <laughs> McCarthy. You can. Just imagine replace all of McCarthy's gear with Brown stuff. He it's a perfect fit. I don't like, have to he does, imagine. It's, I like he,
1: he, he exudes Brown. He has like a I natural Brown. He
0: epitomizes to him. like the the brown and orange just yuck colors. Yes, and like he, he would wear them just to a T. He's got the scruff of, of the beard. Like oh my god, it's just a perfect fit. He's perfect probably fit. He could
1: borrow Mike Petton's old Brown stuff, and it would just work there. Also, Randy Kitcher's a guy that uh, the offensive coordinator though. Uh, amazing what he has done with uh, James Conner look, James Conner probably won't be able to walk at the end of the season but he's a name that's going to get kicked around as well I think Green Bay would be lucky to have him that will do it for us I think we're all out of show here at this point thank you for once again tuning in to the Pack A Day podcast we will have a new Pack A podcast for you tomorrow uh, Steve and Trevor and I will join you again in two weeks we look forward to that until then we will see you on the internet go Pack Go